0: This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. The speaker is Rabbi Zechari Wallerstein. Uh, the Manal of Rabbi Wallerstein has spoken three times at the convention so far, has electrified the audience each of those three times. And we look forward to him doing so once again now as our final darshan of the convention. Rabbi, you can give me that note that you gave to Rabbi Fox. It said two minutes, right? It's 17-2. Thank you very much. I first of all would like to thank the Gura for an amazing, amazing, amazing Shabbos. I got a lot of physic, and I'm sure everyone else got a lot of physic. I would like to share with you a Medjish rab on this week's Parsha. And the Medrash Rabbah says the following, Amar Mabrechia B'shem of Rabbi Shmuel. Milamed. we are taught, that in the dream of Yaakov Avinu, when he saw the ladder, specifically a ladder, not a road, not steps, but a ladder. And I don't know if Malachim are really like firemen going up a ladder, but it's definitely was something that Hashem was trying to show to Yaakov Avinu. And the reason Hashem chose the ladder, there's many turutsim, but one of the most beautiful turutsim I've ever heard, is that when you go down steps, you're looking down. When you go down a road, you're looking down. An escalator, you're looking down. But when you go down a ladder, you're climbing down the ladder, you're still looking up. You don't turn around on the ladder and walk down. You fall off the ladder. So when someone's climbing the ladder, they're looking up. And when someone's going down the ladder, they're looking up. And of course, Baruch Hu knew that Yaakov Avinu was going to have many, many challenges. So he wanted to show him that, that what happened to Dina, what happened to Yosef, what happened to Rachel, that she died so young, all these different tragedies that he went through, Hashem said, you don't, you're able, you'll be able to, take, to, to handle it because at the end of the day, whether you're going up the ladder or down the ladder... You're looking up, Hashem of olav, and I'm on the top of the ladder. And there's a lot of pain in cholesterol. Addictions, abuse. We're going through crazy stuff. We're going through things that no other dar ever saw, and we're going through them all at the same time. Shit a crisis, then you get married. Then you need Boner Elam because you can't have kids. Then you have kids, and they're going off to death. It doesn't stop. Cancer, the doctors in Sloan want to know if it's a Jewish disease. They see so many Jewish patients. They don't understand why so many Jews are in that hospital. Sickness. Hashem knows that we're in Golis, we're his children. But we need to understand whether it's addiction that we're speaking about this morning or all the other things that we're going through and divorce, shalom bias. It it, it doesn't, there's no part of our lives that's not being affected from when we're little kids. Bullying, it's like maybe when you're one years old, things are good if you're lucky. If you're not born with indigestion, have to take special formula. So I'm here this morning not to give you the bad news. You don't need me for that. Everybody knows the bad news. I'm here to give a little bit of shizek. Hashem needs of, of at the end of the day when you put a ladder against the wall. The part of the ladder that leans on the wall is the top. And therefore Hashem says you are going to go up and you're going to go down that ladder. But well, you need to know that the whole ladder is leaning on me. This medjush ta'chuma is very hard to understand. And it says that the minister angel of Babylonia and he was going up the ladder. And all of a sudden he hit the 70th step, 70 years. The Hashem threw him off the ladder. Then he saw al-Madai, the minister of Persia. Aylah he went up, the Yairid, he got thrown off. Yavan, the Greeks. Aylah went up, the Maccabees threw him off. Edom, Rome. Aylah, the Yairid. Hashem says to Yaakov in the dream. Yaakov, why aren't you getting on the ladder? But Shah, when Hashem told Yaakov to get on the ladder, this Yare Avinu Yaakov, our father Yaakov, became scared. But Omar and he said, Keshem Le'elu Yurida, just like you threw all these empires off the ladder. You're going to throw me off the ladder, too. It's the most amazing medrus. Hashem says to him in his dream. If you get on the ladder, Yaakov, I promise you, just get on the ladder. Step in, step up. You have my word as God. I will never throw you off the ladder. The loy in, and Yaakov Avinu didn't believe him. The Allah! and he didn't get on the ladder. If He didn't believe Hashem? If you would have gotten on the ladder, Yaakov, if you would have listened to me, and you would have trusted me, Chal Yisrael would have never gone into Gullus. But because you didn't get on the ladder, because you were scared of failure. And I tell my Talmidim, a very wise man said, failure is the greatest road to success. Because when you fail, you figure out what you did wrong. And you fail again until you have it perfect. Yaakov Avinu, Hashem said, I'm going to punish you and your children. And therefore, Hari Banecha Mishubadim BaHalalu all of them that went on the ladder, your children will be in their gallows. Persia, Greeks, Romans, Babylonians. What's going on over here? Ladies and gentlemen, Hashem told him, if you get on the ladder, I won't throw you off the below Hemin. Yakelevinu didn't believe Hashem. Well, what's, what's going on over here? And the Terech says, the H.J. safe says, of course he believed Hashem. The way Haman was, he didn't believe in himself. He didn't believe in us. He said, I believe you would never throw us off, of course, if we're good, if we're tzaddikim. But of course, Baruch I'm not going to be able to be on that standard all the time. And when I sin, your promise is going to be broken by me, and therefore you're going to throw me off the ladder. My children, I cannot be on that level, and therefore Lloyd Hammond, he didn't believe that we could be on that level that we wouldn't be deserved to be thrown off. And Hashem said something that we all need to listen very carefully to just get on the ladder. Don't worry about the kids that go off to Derech. Don't worry about Klai Those are my children. You just get on the ladder. Don't be scared of failure. We never are successful 100% of the time. I know my kids. I know what's going to be in Saif Adairis. Get on the ladder. That is a good convention... Together, we need to get on the ladder. But Rabbi Wallerstein this, Rabbi Wallerstein that, and look what's going on. Hashem says, I know what's going on. Just get on the ladder. If you get on the ladder, I promise you, I love you, you're my children. I'm not going to throw you off. I, but I'm not a tzaddik, and we're sinning, and we're doing work on the various, and, and, and phones on Shabbos, and, 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 and what's going on on the streets, and all that. Hashem's like, Yaakov, yeah, you know, I didn't. That's not, that's not your business. Your business is to get on the ladder and make a difference. My business is to make sure that you stay on that ladder. I want to talk about addiction. I deal with it a lot. I want to explain to everyone what goes on in the addict's mind. And I'm going to not just come here and tell you, but I'm going to give us two extremely good preventive ways of stopping children from drugging and stopping us from watching things that we shouldn't and all the different addictions whatever it is gambling whatever it is let me explain to you how it works so we're creatures and we're made out of our ingredients of who we are human beings is the things that we go through in life that's what that's what makes you who you are positive or negative so we create in our brains roads big roads little roads One of the worst things, Balabatim, that are in this room, one of the worst things that you can do is to give teenagers and children to drink. So many kids started their addictions coming to your house, collecting money for tzedakah, and you pouring them alcohol. Why? Because the first time a child drinks, or anyone drinks, you create in your mind a road Right? Called alcohol. That feeling that you have, that kid has, of either throwing up or getting dizzy, but getting, as as, as it talks about by Noah, about becoming like a monkey and you can do anything. And kids who don't talk, people don't talk. You know why they go to bars? You know why somebody's going to go to bars? Because they're very introverted. But once you take two shots, all of a sudden you're talking... And then you take three shots, you're making jokes, and this guy, this guy when, he's, when he's clean, he can't talk to anybody. So this kid has a feeling that he never had before, whether it's a sexual addiction, whether it's gambling and the adrenaline of, of winning, whatever that addiction is, there's a road in your mind that you've created. But you're a good guy. So you close the road. Like the rabbi said. You want a Tyra, you have a Rebbe, the road's closed. But I lived on a block in Muncie. It was a dead end. And many times they were working on the block, Orange and Rockland. And our road was always closed. And they had these orange pylons, road closed. But I had to get to my house I got out of my car. I took the orange pylons, put them on the side, drove through, put them back. And went to my house. So when this person, he's a good person. He did drugs, did a little marijuana, got drunk on Purim. He smoked two cigarettes. But he created those roads. They're there. They're there forever. But he closed them. And now he's married. His wife just yelled at him. And he just lost his job. He didn't even tell her yet. And now he has to go find in, that, in his roads, his atlas, he has to go find a place to feel good. And he pulls up an alcohol. Road closed. Okay, I haven't drank in so many years. Just push the pylons on the side. Let me go down the road again, and again, and again. And that road becomes the address on the GPS. That's why drug addicts who go to 30-day rehabs have a 90% relapse. Why? Because they have a road, and they go to a place that keeps them clean for 30 days, and they're protected, and they talk. And then all of a sudden, they come out, and they still have that road in their psyche. And now, they have to come into life. And they come into life, and they're they're not feeling well. And they automatically go back to that road. So the 30 days, even though it takes you up a step, it does. There's nothing to talk about. So the success, they charge so much money. The success in the world of rehab, of Gaiju Rehab, is that the next time he comes to rehab, it's a great business, because it's returning customers, and the next time he comes back, he's clean for 90 days. And the next time he comes back, he's clean for a year. And then he comes back again, and he's clean for two years, and that's success. But the reason that we relapse is because we have that road. And even though the road is closed, it's very easy to open a road that's closed. It's addiction. It's Avera Guerrera, Avera. The Mishnah talks about it. It's Mitzvah Guerreras Mitzvah. You didn't have You closed it. I'm a But wow, it's like it's like the guy in court, the great lawyer. Who he says something he knows he's not allowed to say, right? So the other lawyer says objection, and the and the, the the judge says sustained. Strike it from the record, but the jury heard it. Any good lawyer knows that. You just wanted to hear it. So strike it from the record, but they heard what I said. And That's what happens. So the objective is to prevent the creation of that road. Don't you dare give alcohol to kids because you created that road and no one has a right to create that road. Don't you give kids cigarettes. Don't be the one that creates the road. So the question is, so are you are telling me I'm doomed? I have this road and I keep going back to this road. And the answer is you're not doomed at all. We need to create a superhighway. So that when you have that problem, when you're looking for your little road, whether it's drinking, girls, whatever you're looking for, there's this huge super highway, six lane highway in front of you that you got to cross to get to that road and open up the road. And we can create that super highway. What's that super highway? That you do something else in your life that's so big, that feels so good, and when you're in depression and there's something going on, you're like, I'm not taking the pylons and opening that bad road. I'm going to go on my superhighway. I do chesed. I live in I'm not talking about me. I do chesed. I live in chesed. So if I feel bad, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go to the hospital. And I know guys like that. I'm going to go to the hospital. And I'm going to go visit somebody. There was someone in the hospital that I know that's very, very, Very sick. And he's laying there in the hospital, Nebuchadnezzar, and he's going to be there for a while. Do you know what he does? He goes to all the other patients. He knows a little magic, and he's a funny guy, and he goes to all the See, He's so sick. And he goes to all the other people, and he makes them happy. Says, if I'm here, I'm in this world, I'm here, and I'm sick, I'm not going to go down the road of feeling bad for myself and being in pain. I'm going to create this highway of doing a chesed in the hospital. And one of those things, I'm I'm, I'm saying this publicly at the Aguda Convention, I hope they won't be angry at me. Rabbi's getting nervous. Don't worry, it's not... uh. Sports. Sports, let them play ball. Let boys play ball. I have dealt... I'm not talking about going to the game and having all the guys on your ceiling and knowing exactly what they're doing. I'm talking about sweating. I'm talking about taking the ball to the hoop. There's no adrenaline in the world. I was a hockey player. I was a basketball player. I never even thought about drinking or drugs. Are you crazy? You can't get from anything. When you take that ball to the hoop to make the, the last basket to win the team, to win the game, you take that shot, the hockey puck, and you put it over the goalie's shoulder, it's... It's the drug of all drugs. Cards, drinking, all that stuff doesn't come close. I have never met and I'm saying this in front of our Kirsh Baruch I have never met a drug addict. Boy. And I have met hundreds. And My first question is you a ball player, man? Let's go to the court. No, I don't, I don't play ball. I have not met one to tell me yet. I was, I'm a great ball player they've never been on the court, they've never fed that adrenaline, they don't have a super highway to go to. When they're feeling down and something's going wrong, they can't go to the gym and say, let's go to the park and let's play ball. And there are still yeshivas in this world who do not allow their children to play ball. What's going to happen from playing ball? He's going to be addicted to basketball? You know what? If he is, no will be in good shape. Every camp in the mountains... Every camp in the mountains... You've got to pick him. Because that's how you get picked... By the way you play ball. I can't tell you... Girls don't have this... But boys in yeshiva... Even if you're not learning good... If you're the man on the court... It doesn't matter. You don't get depressed... So you're first picked. If you're a good ball player... It doesn't matter. Let's create a world... Called sports. It has saved so many kids... The guys that I play ball with, and some of them are Rebbies today, they're like, Wallstein, I was going way off. You know what saves me? Playing ball. We have no choice. We have to create another road. Or they're going to be busy in this drug world. And pornography, and that's the world. And even after you heal them, it's there. It's always there. We need and, and people that are sitting here, if you have any of the addictions, you need to do something in your life that's bigger than your addiction. In the 12th steps, it says that one of the main things a person does, first of all, they, they there's a higher power. They don't want to say Hashem, but it's Hashem. So first of all, you, you they admit that at the top of the ladder with all their stuff, and I'm not saying I'm for or against or whatever it is, it works, and for wherever it works, you should be benched. But in there's, there's a higher power. There's God on the top of the ladder, every one of them. And number two, it's not, it's not that it's actually the 12th step. is to help others. Because they understand that if you don't help others and you don't create that road, you're going to relapse. So whoever's in this room who's, who has an addiction or whoever's watching who has an addiction, that addiction is a huge road in your mind. And even if you close it, it's very hard not to go back there. But if you create something, I said, I don't know, work with kids, wh- whatever it is that you create, that's bigger, that you do more, you create this new road. Then when you're in trouble, that's where you're going to go. My addiction is speaking. Thank you for helping me, everyone. <laughs> Thank you for creating my road. You want to know a better, a better, a better addiction than speaking? Listening. That's the best addiction. Okay. So please no 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 whiskey on, on Purim. Don't don't create these kids' roads. It's very cute and it's very nice, but it's not good. Women, you don't have sports, most of you. But the girls that I deal with that, that have addictions, um, I send them to the gym. I send them to an all-women's gym. Go spinning. Run on the treadmill. schwitz your brains out. Listen to music, whatever you want to listen to. Get the endorphins out. If your daughter doesn't know how to dance, there's so many kosher Jewish places to go dance. And if she's artistic, create a road that's bigger than all the other stuff. If she's artistic, take her to art school. If she's dance, take her to a good Jewish dance school. If she has a great voice, find a place to make uh, whatever, I don't know what they call that, where they sing and they make records. Build the road of what the person is. That is what's going to stop the person from starting and reopening. I don't really have a right to talk about drug addiction because Baruch Hashem, I never had that road. It's not in my psyche. So if I get depressed, that's not where I'm going. It doesn't exist. The people who went through the Holocaust have a huge highway in their brain. And it's called Tehillim. Because the whole time they were in the Holocaust, they were saying Tehillim, Tehillim, Tehillim. That generation, my mother-in-law, all the people that went through it, if there's a problem in the family, they don't go to a therapist because that wasn't their road growing up. They go to their Tehillim. Because in their mind... When they were in trouble, that was the highway. We go back to the highway. Or we go back to the road that's closed. I want to end with a story that I think is very, very important. So I have a high school. And um, I opened up this high school about 10 years ago. I... connected to the jewish board they offered me a free floor whatever they offered me and they told me that you could have 15 girls in this high school okay we let the street know we're opening a high school Regents diplomas we're going to take care of you and all these kids were out of school and we're up to number 15 and the three girls that applied And I have to pick one out of the three. So I'm sitting there and with my principal, Rabbi Ezra Max, and they bring in the first girl. And she comes in with her parents. She is so high. She couldn't keep her head up. She just came... In the mountains, the Jewish kids decided to copy Woodstock, and they made a three-day Jew stock. Three days of rock and roll, drugs, and drinking. And she came straight from the third day to this interview. And they walk in, he's too tall, has a long beard, a nice man, and their mom is holding her, and she sits down in front of me, and she cannot keep her head up. I'm gonna make up a name. We'll call her Miriam. Her name wasn't Miriam. I'm like, okay, I see an application. So, Miriam, why do you want to come to my school? And they're like, Miriam, Miriam, wake up, wake up. She picks up her head. Oh, hi, Rabbi. She's gone. I'm like, why do you want to come to my school? I want to come to your school? <laughs> Boom, out. I can't do anything here so I write on the paper no and show it to Max like no but I want to be a nice guy I don't want to tell these people so I said to them um, we'll get back to you at the end of the week and mir thank you Reverend Wallenstein thank you Reverend they might to pick her up and they're walking out the door I go to who runs the world everybody I don't even know why I asked this question but I said by the way to the father how are your other kids doing? I want to be nice. He looks at me and says, I don't have any other kids. This is my Bas Yichida. They were older people. I take out my pen. Max, yes. I said, you know what? You don't have to wait a week. She's amazing. She's tired, but she's amazing. This is the kind of student we're looking for. She's in. He goes, Miriam, you're in. I'm in where? (laughs) I might take her home, get her sober. We're going to make this work. Other two girls came. I accepted them too. I figured out if I have 18 girls, for sure three of them won't show up every day. (laughs) So the Jewish board never knew that I had 18. They thought I had 15. Actually, I had 23. But (laughs) more than three didn't show up every day. The worst mistake I ever made in my life. The worst mistake I ever made in my life was that day. Do you know why? Do you know what I learned in the next the last 10 years of that of this school? You took her because she was a Bas Yechida. Rabbi Wallerstein, if he had 10 kids, she's a Bas Yechida. It doesn't matter how many kids you have. Every child that's challenged is the only child. You took her because she's only one? Biggest mistake. That I took her was not a mistake. Baruch Hashem. She's good. She really is good. That I took her wasn't a mistake. But I learned from the next years of parents coming with five, six, seven, eight kids, their life is over because of one kid. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the way God looks at us. You think? Because he has millions and millions and learning and good and from and he has so many kids. So this one's off and that one died, and this one's on heroin. No, no, go to Mary Shiva, there's eight hundred guys in based medical learning go here. Ah, ah, you know. <laughs> to Hashem. Every addict, every Jew that's in pain is Miriam. And he doesn't say no to any of us. He just says, get on the ladder. Don't worry about failure. Create new roads. Take your little grandson or your little kid, teach him how to ice skate, put a stick in his hands, teach him how to play ball. Let that be his addiction, and it won't be his addiction. Learning, teach him how to learn. If that's what he loves to do, if that's his road, that's a huge road. That's much bigger. You don't know how many kids I deal with that sit and learn and stag, You know why? Because on the other side of their nature, they want to do some really bad stuff. And he's like, Rabbi Wallstein, if I'm not learning, I am going to be a monster. I have such a Yetzirah. So he created a road called Gemara, Chumash, whatever it is, but you have to create a bigger road than your addiction. Sports, tyra, exercise, healthy things. Nothing totally crazy because then you'll burn out. You can't exercise for eight hours. And therapy. Because if you have an addictive nature and I send you to the gym, they're going to be peeling you off the floor because you just didn't stop running. And even in chesed, if you have an addictive nature, you don't stop doing chesed, and that's all you do, and so your kids don't even know who you are. So there are times, depending on the person's nature, yes, that they, do, they, do, they need, need therapy, and sometimes children are very hurt. And the addiction is not coming from a road. The drugs are coming from anesthesia. Sometimes a person is in so much pain, because of the abuse that they went through emotionally, whatever it is, that they need a shot. You want to get your your root canal done, you're very painful, you need a shot. There's some children in this world that the reason they go to drugs is not because some guy gave it to them on Purim, but because they are so in pain that they need to get out of that pain. And that's why they're doing drugs. And that's why they've got go to they gotta go to rehab, but they can't go to rehab for 30 days. It's not going to help. It's got to be minimum 90 days. It's got to be probably a year to really get better because you need to build, to build, to build that new road. It needs to be a big road. And now I'm going to tell you the last thing, and I'm going to sit down and break my addiction. A job. Do you know how many guys I know that were addicts that are today clean, married, and healthy, because someone gave them a job, they made money, they felt good about themselves, and yes, they're very orangutan in their business, I'm not going to tell you different, and maybe money became a little bit of an addiction to them, but they, they did something that they feel good about, and they have a job, and they're making money, and they can pay their own bills. An addict wants to be good, they're not walking around, I want to be bad. I, want to, I need help. But there's many reasons that they don't go for help because they don't really believe that, that there's anything better than what they're doing to take away their pain. Sports, a job, a job is a huge road up. These guys used to sleep till 4 o'clock in the afternoon. They're up at 5.30 to go diving, to go to the warehouse, to go work. They're selling watches. They're doing stuff. They're ever watching. wall you got to hear what I did. I just my, He just gave me a raise, and I, I'm flying all over. I'm a salesman, and I'm this and I'm that, and I'm like, what's with the drugs? He goes, drugs? Man, when I close a deal, it's much better than any heroin I ever did. So anyone who's in this room who can help, not while he's addicted to drugs, don't you dare give him a job because he's going to use that money to buy stuff. When he comes out of rehab, when, when the therapist says he's doing much better, give him that job. Create that road. Don't be miyayish like the rabbi said. We got punished because Yaakov Avinu didn't want to go on, the, on those steps because he was complaining because of Hasadim. His meter was, I don't deserve anything. So why would you put me on the ladder and not throw me off? It came from a good place. Oh, was Yaakov Levine Like we, we're, not, we're not that good. Hashem says you don't have to be that good. Just get on the ladder. This Shabbos are good at what got on the ladder. We got on the ladder. They made a main keynote about drug addiction, about the stuff that we're not proud about. That's getting on the ladder. And no one in this room has anything to worry about. Hashem needs of all of. He will never, ever desert us, no matter what we're going through, no matter what we're doing, he will never, ever desert us. May we be Zaycha in our dar to reach the top of the ladder. To be with our Baruch Hu. Thank you. I want to thank Rabbi Wallace and you did not disappoint and thank all of our panelists that did such a wonderful job and such a very important topic. The will give us the, the Shmaya that we will, Mitzvah Hashem, go forward and not have this again in the go-to convention. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.